better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Welcome in on this Monday. Here we go. It is a reaction Monday with you, and I'm happy to be here. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Man, I'm happy to be here today, as opposed to the alternative. Welcome in on this Manic Monday, Reaction Monday, in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. Check them out, favorites.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Matt. Bill is here. Thank goodness you're here. And uh, to show our appreciation, trying every way possible to make it possible for you to be a part of the show. So grab a chair, have a seat at the table with me here, and let's chat it up. What you want to get into? I figure we'll recap some baseball, huh? You want to do that? Let's do it. Let's recap a little baseball. And... And, you know, college baseball is not the only thing sort of um, right on the edge of all the sports news around here. Of course, yeah, college baseball results, and then we'll have midweek games tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, we'll have Mississippi State versus Southern Miss and Pearl on Wednesday. Of course, State will play tomorrow night. But, yeah, today is this uh, sort of ambiguous deadline that Major League Baseball set for itself in these collective bargaining I guess if you want to call them negotiations, they have had some here recently after a long time of not talking. But you know what makes me angry about it? It makes me almost want to turn my nose up at both the Players Association and Major League Baseball, the commissioner and the owners, is that, okay, every last one of y'all, every single one of them on either side of that aisle, players or owners, knew when spring training was supposed to start New, going back to last year, okay, when all this started boiling up, knew when the games were supposed to start. And yet still went about 60-some-odd days without even talking to each other over the course of December, January, and then come in here and, and try to hurry it up in February right up to and then have set a deadline for themselves on March the 1st. No, I'm sorry. I'm February 28th. Monday, February 28th. Going, all right, that's the day. we got to come up with something on that day or else we're going to miss games. Because it was supposed to open at the end of March. So don't talk for a long time. Go enjoy your vacations in the offseason, millionaires. Every one of you. Players and owners. Millionaires and billionaires. Go enjoy your Vacation, you're December, you're January. But, oh, by all means, put it in high gear up until the last minute and put a deadline on yourself of when you're going to miss games or else. And now you're trying to hurry up conversations, get some deal thrown together so that you can start at the end of the month on time. I hope you do miss them. No excuse for it. Thank goodness for college baseball. All right, so yeah, lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. As we always mention, if you're on the live stream, YouTube or Facebook, anybody tuning in that way, you can feel free to comment. Type it in. Sven was the first to comment on YouTube today, and he said, Hail State, everyone, and guess what? Second week in a row that we couldn't win our opener 
But it was not Landon's fault. Maybe we'll hit the ball a little bit better. They're going to have to on Friday nights. Going to face everybody's best pitcher on Friday nights. And uh, so far, two Friday nights in the books and two really poor offensive outings for State's lineup. Now, it's a little bit misleading to say Mississippi State's lineup because I don't think they've had the same lineup for for two consecutive games at any point this year. So, you know, they're still trying to figure out what their lineup is. And that's where they are right now uh, offensively for state baseball. Still trying to figure that out. You can comment on the live stream, but also text me on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Call me on the Divinity phone. That's the number to call. It's 995-1059-601-995-1059. Give us a call. Get to hear your voice. What did you think of baseball this weekend? And file those numbers away because at some point today later in the show, I'm uh, looking to get some opinions on <clears throat> your opinion on the declining attendance in college football. You know, that came out, what, a week ago, 10 days ago, something like that. Story from CBS, I think Dennis Dodd wrote it, about the average attendance in college football across the board, Division One football, was down yet again nationally. It's been in decline for a while. It's the seventh consecutive year where the national average attendance went down. It's the ninth out of the last 10 years that it has gone down. So you can't blame it on COVID and stuff like that. Not this, not last year anyway. It's the lowest average attendance across the country in college football since 1981. Folks, that's a long time ago. Back when most of those stadiums weren't nearly the capacity that they are now. And what does it mean? And when is it going to get better? How do you make it better? What are the reasons that people just stop coming to games? It's not it's not like drastic at this point, but every year is a little. You lose some people, you lose some people, you lose some people, and now for a decade or more, you haven't been replacing those fans. And we know that more people are watching games on TV, but is there other factors? Are I mean, are there other factors? Well, there are. And so later in the show, I want to come back to that because I'd like to get some of your opinions on it, and we can kick some dust up on that issue. All right, but let's look at the uh, weekend in baseball. You had uh, Southern Miss getting two out of three in their series, so they picked up two wins. Uh, Ole Miss, they are perfect 6-0. and They only got to play two games against VCU because of weather. The Saturday game got canceled, and given the results, I think VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, is fine with it. <laughs> Okay, because it was 10 to 4 in the first one on Friday, and then yesterday Ole Miss won 14 to 3 in a seven inning deal and got them on the road early. Ole Miss is smoking hot right now at the plate offensively. You know, they're pitching it certainly well enough. They've given up a few runs here and there, but, uh, you know, I mean, they just, what is it? So they have now, the only game this year that Ole Miss has not put double digit runs across the plate was in the opener, the season opener, and they scored nine. Since then, it's 11, 12, 15, 10, and then 14 yesterday. So in two games, Ole Miss outscored VCU 24-7. So they got two wins and continue to roll. And State, um, second straight week that they lose the series opener on the Friday, 
Uh, this time, though, they bounced back for two wins um, on Saturday, Sunday. Lost six to seven. I'm sorry, seven to six on Friday night. Landon Sims got hit. I mean, he, he got hit. And uh, and then turn around went 10 to one on Saturday. And then yesterday, State wins seven to two. A couple home runs this weekend for Brad Cumbus. Cumbus is a guy who's really off to a hot start. It's funny how these things work. You know, uh, well, and I'll just look at the stats for you just so I can, you know, make the full point. But in the preseason or coming into the year, it's kind of like when Chris called the other day and he said, you know, pick one guy who's going to have a breakout year. And I think uh, I picked Cameron James and he picked uh, he picked Logan Tanner. But if I were to tell you coming into the year, State has an outfielder who's a first-time starter in the outfield who after two weeks is going to lead the team with a 450 batting average. He'll be tied for the team lead with two home runs. He'll be tied for the team lead in hits with nine. He'll be second on the team in runs scored with eight. He will uh, be second on the team in RBIs with seven. This is after two weeks. He will far and away lead the entire baseball team after two weeks in slugging percentage at 850. Not even really close. He will lead the team in total bases with 17. And uh, see anything else? Oh, he will lead the team in stolen bases with two. (laughs) And even though he's a first-time starter in the outfield, across two weeks he will make two phenomenal diving catches and have a 1,000 fielding percentage in the first two weeks. You would have told me that was Kellum Clark's stat line if we talked about it in the preseason. Remember? There's no question. If we're being honest, you go back three weeks ago and I said, okay, the season starts in a week. And you're going to have a first time starter in the outfield who's going to, over the first two weeks, lead the team batting 450 with two home runs, lead the team in total bases, hits, doubles, and he'll by far lead the team in slugging percentage at 850. Every one of us would have said, okay, that's Kellum Clark. Well, just to show you how baseball is, Kellum Clark is really, really struggling. Still looking for his first hit of the season in 15 at-bats. And it's just, he's going to go through it, you know, and then the law of average, I'm just telling y'all, remember that I told you this on February the 28th. Listen, remember I told you this. Kellum Clark's the most talented hitter in the whole lineup. <laughs> they don't have another guy when he squares it up, the ball jumps off his bat the way it jumps off his. Guy is super, okay? He's in... A, a tremendous slump here to start the year. And what's going to happen at some point is the whether it's this year or whatever, you know, middle of the year, late in the year, the law of averages is going to kick back in with him. He'll come back to who he is, and he'll go on a tear that you won't believe it. And it'll kind of even out this stretch he's going through now. That's what happens in a game of baseball. They play enough games that that's what happens if they get enough opportunities. Look at Rowdy Jordan and others. But Brad Cumbest. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I didn't. And see, here's the thing. Like He made two Sports Center highlight diving catches out in left field. The guy is mammoth. The guy is, you know, every bit of 6'5", maybe a little more than that, and absolutely built like Tarzan, you know? 
big, huge sucker. He He's using that 34-inch bat, and he makes it look small when he's at the plate. And so far, I mean, he's off to a really hot start at the plate. You can't say that for very many guys in the lineup. Batting 450 early on through 20 at bats. Like I say, I mean, it's early, 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 but that's where he is. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Anyway, that's uh, results. So, so to kind of back it up, uh, Southern Miss hosted Jacksonville State in this past weekend. And uh, won the first two and then lost yesterday. So on Friday, went a one-run game, 4-3. I believe that was a walk-off variety for Southern Miss back on Friday night. Uh, then Saturday, went 5-1, lost 5-3 yesterday. I didn't realize it, but last week in the midweek, Southern Miss played a 13-inning game against South Alabama. Uh, and they began the year by sweeping North Alabama. So... Every single team that Southern Miss has played this year is from the state of Alabama. And they're 5-2. and two. And then uh, the next game for Southern Miss is on Wednesday night in Pearl at Trustmark Park when they're going to play Mississippi State. I mean, the first time this year they play a team not from Alabama. How about that? Um, so Ole Miss wins two. They're 6-0. and oh. And what is next is tomorrow they are hosting... Louisiana Monroe, midweek game at Ole Miss tomorrow night, scheduled to start at 6.30. And then on Wednesday, another midweek game hosting Louisiana Monroe. And uh, that one scheduled for 4 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. And then on the weekend, Ole Miss will hit the road for the first time, go to UCF in Orlando. They'll see their old teammate, John Rice Plumley. How about that? State has uh, really an interesting stretch ahead of it. Grambling tomorrow at uh, Duty Noble Field, 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, Grambling, visiting Mississippi State. State then on Wednesday will turn around and go down to Pearl, Trustmark, take on Southern Miss on Wednesday night. It'll be very, very competitive, I would expect. And then on the weekend, State's going to travel to New Orleans and take on Tulane. Good baseball program. Tulane really, uh, really challenged Mississippi State last year, you know. One of those coulda, shoulda, woulda things for Tulane. State was able to kind of scratch one out, um, but uh, next had the upper hand. So in the, on the weekend, you know, two midweeks this week, including Southern Miss, weekend trip to Tulane and New Orleans, three-game series. And then after that, back to Biloxi next week about this time, where they're going to take on Texas Tech in two games at Biloxi, both Tuesday night, March 8th, and Tuesday, and Wednesday night, March 9th before coming back home to start with a host Princeton in the middle of the month. So the next couple of weeks are pretty interesting going away from home for the first time this year. Of course, Ole Miss hitting the road and going away from home as well. Um, For Southern Miss, after they play state on Wednesday, they will also play on the road at uh, ULL, Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, three-game series down there uh, for Southern Miss. Uh, after the midweek stuff coming up this weekend. All right, over to the text line, country pleasing text. White Denzel texts the show, and he said, man, I have to go back into work. Have some interesting numbers uh, for you. From 99 to 2021, Major League Baseball viewership is down 61%. Good night. I did not realize that. Okay, so I mean, you're talking about a... You know, you know, two decades, maybe a little more, here or there. 
down 61%, while the NFL in the same time period is up 39%. How about that? Pretty drastic. I mean, there's no question that for a long period of time, Major League Baseball, pro baseball, owned the spotlight in this country. And it has absolutely turned. The NFL owns it now. Nick, talking about the improvement for Brad Cumbus, says the first time Cumbus got to participate in fall ball. Makes a difference, especially with the bats. Yeah, because he had been a two-way player. He played football and baseball his whole career. So obviously in the fall, he was with football. This year he goes through fall ball. You know, the only thing about that, Nick, is I remember asking in the preseason, asking Chris Lamonis about Cumbus, you know, is that um, making the switch to full-time baseball, have you seen it really kind of taking effect with him? He said, well, not as much because he spent some time injured. He, and he spent some time injured where he was missing a lot of the practice and preparation. So they were going to come into the year with him finally healthy for the season and then kind of see where he is. So right now he's playing well, seeing it well. So th- so the offensive spurts that they have had in two weeks, he's kind of involved in it. Micah in Batesville says, Ole Miss looking good in February again? He says, not surprising. We all know where they'll be this summer. Definitely not Omaha, Ole Miss at home again. Yeah, you know, who knows? Every year is different. But I get what you're saying. They've had a lot of years where they started on fire, uh, shot out of the gates, including, you know, you go back to 2020, the year that got canceled because of COVID. They were in the first, what, 15 or so games of that year, they were unstoppable, undefeated, and they just looked great. Uh they seem to have all the pieces, and we've had the discussion here. You've probably heard it. Is you know they their lineup was veteran and loaded coming into the year. I mean, they have hammered the pitching that they have seen. Six games, five of them double digits, and the only one they didn't score double digits in the season opener, they scored nine. Now they can flat swing the bat. Yeah, I did see that. Toe texted the show, I'm a poet and don't know it, and said NCAA will let Pl- will not let Plumlee play for UCF this year. Yeah, I saw that. Well, I guess he's with them. He's in school. He's with the team. But they didn't let him transfer and be eligible. Now explain that to me. How'd that work? Why not? What did they base it on? I'm confused as to what path what how could there be any path in today's world where we have transfer portal stuff and all that that a guy who had never transferred before could transfer but not be eligible did he miss the deadline or something because he is a two-sport guy okay is it because well, no. I mean, he was at Ole Miss in the fall in football. That's interesting to me. So, is it a is it a it's is it not a semester to semester thing? But it's that's what it is. It, it's a it's a year to year thing. So he. So it has to be something like that. Like he 
he participated for the Ole Miss football team in the fall. Therefore, he can't turn around and compete for somebody else's baseball team in the spring. But they put they put dates on it. Again, y'all, I apologize for being so uneducated on this and and broad, and I can't be specific with the dates. It's, it's something I probably should memorize. There's no, you have different deadlines depending on whether you're a spring sport or a fall sport that you have to meet to be an immediate transfer. So maybe that's what it was. Um, Real unnamed texter said they said the deadline is July 1st. Okay. Okay, the deadline's July 1st. Okay, I got it. That's right. Because baseball is a spring sport. So if we backtrack to 2020, spring of 2021, he's on the Ole Miss baseball team. Competed on the Ole Miss baseball team last year, spring of 2021. Gets to July 1, stayed, played football in the fall, then transferred. So he's got to sit out baseball until the following year. Okay, I got it. All right, more of your text. We're just getting started. There's some more I want to dive into on baseball. We'll continue to do that. Come to your comments, too, on the live stream if you're there. Get your phone calls in also. Just getting started. Just getting the week started. It's Monday in the Farm Bureau studio, and I'm glad to be here. Y'all stick around. To the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Back with you. Hey, Bill, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, You uh, had to do some basketball stuff, you know? Yeah, had to, had to work it. Get paid to do yeah. it. Jackson State. Yeah. Hey, try this on for size. Champs, can you hear that? Champs down there barking at somebody. Oh, must be a delivery guy. Probably is. Let me whistle at him. Hang on real quick. Let me pull my mic down. Okay, I whistled at him. I do one of those whistles where you have to put your fingers in your mouth, you know? And it's really loud. I didn't want to subject anybody on the radio to that whistle. Usually, he's really old and he doesn't hear very well. Um, he can't hear you talking to him from the next room over. So you kind of have to, if you want to get his attention, I have to whistle like that. <clears throat> no, here's Bill. This is what I was going to tell you. Listen to this. So Duke is about to play North Carolina in basketball. And it's going to be, you know, Mike Krzyzewski is retiring. It's going to be Mike Krzyzewski's final home game at Cameron Indoor. Get this. The current ticket price just to get inside the gym for the Duke North Carolina game this weekend. Current ticket price three thousand six hundred ninety dollars. No, thank you. <laughs> Is it going to be on TV? Yes. Well, I'll be watching it on TV. While the average ticket price is five thousand three hundred ninety-two dollars. Bill, it is absolute insanity. What do you think? It's a Super Bowl or something? 
Well, see, if you ask me, it's even absolute insanity to pay that to watch the Super Bowl. It's on TV. It's on the television. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? I'm but a uh, basketball free. game? I mean, think about how warped people in North Carolina must be to think, I need to pay a minimum of 3600 but an average of 5300 for a ticket to get in there and see this. Need to be there for it. Well, back in my day, Coach Krzyzewski was the greatest back, you know, 40 years ago in the 2020s. And I was a kid in college. I got you to think see he his, might be getting a cut of that? I got to see his last game at Cameron Indoor. Yep, it cost me $5,000. <laughs> Just to and get the grand, in. The grandkid says, Grandpa, I didn't know you were so dumb. Yeah, right. Even then. Grandpa, tickets don't even cost that much now. <laughs> I mean, good Lord, what are we doing, You can watch folks? it on TV. What are, what are, what's wrong with people? That question I asked, do you think he's getting a cut? Mr. Charges? Of the, of the gate? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would be his parting gift. I guess. I'd say he's fine. A bonus? Yeah, I'd say he's fine one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I missed a couple of texts a minute ago. Um, Tyler texted the show, and he said, with Cumbus not playing football, even with some injury in the fall ball season, he was probably healthier than going into the season following football. Yes, maybe true. Baseball healthy and football healthy are two different things. Yeah, I see. So Plumley missed the, the baseball transfer date. Applied for a waiver or something like that. That would actually what give him so so he's fine for football. You know, so he's one year to the next year in football, just not baseball because he missed that date. Transfer deadline. Tyler, yeah, we were playing the role of a grandpa sixty years from now. Talking about Going to see Mike Krzyzewski's last game, paying $5,000 ticket. Well, son, we had to move to a smaller trailer, but no one can ever tell us that we weren't at Coach's last game. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, Jonathan texted the show, said, what's the average price to get into the hump to watch Ben Allen's last game? <laughs> Come on now, Jonathan. $1.298. Yeah, I don't know what the ticket prices are. Well, champ don't like somebody. Well, what he's doing, I guarantee, like, I think Annabeth's out in the yard, like, doing something or whatever, and he can see her through the window. <laughs> he's and in he's, protection mode. He's yelping at her, and it's ruining the radio show. She doesn't care about that. <laughs> I think I heard, I think she's in now. So we're good. Earl in Madison texted and said, uh, that they must be drawing the line on transfer in the same school year in another sport. Well, you know, for those that want to look it up, you, you've got two different deadlines to announce that you're transferring, whether you're a fall sport or a spring sport. Like, football is a fall sport. And the deadline for that is what, y'all? Is it sometime in December? I think maybe that, like, so if you're a football, you announce it in December, I'm leaving. Well, that's your deadline. If you haven't done it by that date in December, you don't transfer for the next football season. Well, baseball is a spring sport, so see, that's why their deadlines. You got to, if you're going to transfer, you got to get in the portal by July 1st. Well, 
he played last spring baseball at Ole Miss, went past the July 1st deadline, actually played football last fall, so he couldn't go out the next spring according to that July 1 deal. But, you know, there's some studying to be done there. Some of you smart folks might want to look into this and become familiar with it, but baseball coaches are really complaining. Not outwardly, but in their conversations, they're very – they're having a hard time with that July 1 deal because if you're like Mississippi State and Vanderbilt last year, you're still playing, leading right up to the July 1 deadline. Think about that. It's like, what are the, what are the implications there? Because you've got, you know, you're playing in the College World Series. Game three is on June the 30th. Right? Yet, if any of your players are going to transfer out, they have up until July the 1st to declare it. So, technically, this could happen. Is let's just say, you know, a team makes it this year to Omaha, they play into the third game of the championship series on the last day of June, and win or lose. That night after the game, one of your players' parents comes to you and says, hey, this has been great, but just to let you know, tomorrow's a deadline and we're, we're putting ourselves in the portal. We're going to transfer out. And so you have less than, if you're the coach, you got less than 24 hours to, one, absorb whether you won or lost the College World Series. In the same 24 hours, number two, you have to absorb the news that this particular player is transferring. And then number three, within 24 hours, figure out if you can find a transfer <laughs> to fill that or something. It is wonky as all get out for baseball coaches, man, in just about every way you look at it. Hey, uh, I just thought I would remind you, you got new D1 baseball rankings. You want to see them for yourself. You got a new D1 baseball top 25 at D1baseball.com. I have no idea why we stop at 25 teams in these polls. It is nothing but sheer laziness by the pollsters, the people who do the polls. Why to stop at 25 when you're going to have a 68-team field? We're going to have a tournament with 68 teams, yet our poll is 25. At least go to, I mean, at least go to like 35. That's about half of the number of teams that'll get in the tournament. <laughs> stop being lazy. Don't stop this at 25. Be different. Think outside the box. Oh, let's just do 25. Everybody does a top 25. Let's just do a top 25. Bull. And then also, rankings don't mean squat in, <laughs> in baseball, except they are fun. Baseball rankings are fun. They're just not as fun as the actual baseball tournament at the end of the year. Texas remained number one. They are 8-0. and They went 5-0 and last week. Showed it. Mm-hmm. So what happened to my how they fared? Okay. Uh, Ole Miss moved up to number two in the rankings right behind Texas. They're 6-0. and They went 3-0 and last week. They were previously ranked number three. That's where Arkansas is now ranked. Ole Miss moves up a spot. Arkansas moves down. Now Ole Miss ahead of Arkansas. Arkansas ranked number three. They are 4-2 and overall. They went 2-1 and last week. Dropped one spot. Oklahoma State, number four. Number five, Vandy, 4-0 last week. But they're 5-2 because they dropped two out of three. 
uh, to begin the year. Stanford at number six. LSU, they look good. They're up to number seven. They're seven and one this year. Went four and one last week. Moved up a spot in the rankings. NC State, rightfully so, inside the top ten. They are eight and zero. Went five and zero last week. They got a kid that's hitting home runs with one eye shut. State fell to number nine. Fell two spots to number nine in the poll. They're four and three overall. Went three and one last week. They were ranked number seven. Now they're number nine. Number ten, Florida State. That's where they were previously ranked. They're five and two. Went two and two last week. The rest of the top 25, you got uh, 11 through 15. Arizona, Notre Dame, Oregon State, Florida, and Georgia are 14 and 15. Florida has jumped Georgia in the rankings. Uh, 16 through 20 is TCU, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, Texas Tech, and Liberty. 21 through 25 will be Maryland, Miami, Sacramento State, North Carolina, and Long Beach State. And Long Beach State, who swept Mississippi State, began the year, went home hosted Sacramento State, and got swept and fell from number 12 down to number 25. Sacramento State jumped in there at number 23. The two teams that dropped out of the top 25 poll at D1 were Duke and East Carolina. Know what it means? Nothing! (laughs) But it's fun. It's just not as fun, not as fun as the actual baseball tournament at the end of the year. All right. If you're hanging on, call me back. We'll roll along here at the end of the first hour. Coming up next, I'm Matt. Stick around. Hey, if you love football, so does he. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Nobody breaks down quarterback play better than him. And he's right here, right now. Hi, back with you. I did not go uh, crappie fishing and catch a bunch of fish and fillet them and fry them up with some waffle fries and put pictures on social media and make everybody jealous. I didn't do that. But one of our listeners did. Yep. Look at my uh, timeline on Twitter. I'm Radio Wyatt. Real C... I hadn't heard from Real C in a while. He works, I guess. but re- Or maybe just f- goes fishing. Real C caught some more. And uh, you talk about good-looking fillets. And he, there was this recipe that was in the thread there. He sent me to a YouTube link, and it was the guy, one of the guys on Duck Dynasty, you know, Duck Commander stuff. And they were, what? They were marinating those fillets. Am I right? Real C, was that sour cream? Or and and then roll them around in some flour and put them in a or was that cornmeal? See, I didn't look that closely. I just know it looked fantastic. <laughs> and given that what that barbecue you gave me tasted like that you made, I'm sure that fish was outstanding too. So I mean it's weird. I'm jealous, but I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful appreciate you making me jealous. I'd point that out. Let's head over the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Clay, hanging on line one of the Divinity phone. What's up, Clay? Not much. What's up, Matt? Not so, much. So back to your thing about transfer. You know, they should have ten days after the last 
game is played to transfer, like the last game of the season in that sport. Mm-hmm. Because if they go out, just if they go out and hire a coach, that coach don't so you got a you got an option quarterback, and he goes out and brings in a a pro style staff. Why why should that option quarterback stay? I mean, like the men and use Georgia Tech for it. Why should he stay? He's already missed his transfer spot, and he's messed up. Yeah. And if it's a two sport star, they should get they should get to transfer at the last sport they completed if they officially played two sports. I mean, there's a difference. But, I mean, it's just it's not fair to kids who get stuck because people don't hire coaches till after the national championship game or the week mm. of or two weeks before. Yeah. If they're still in one of those coaches, that kid has stayed, now that scheme's different. Doesn't fit him. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not hard. I mean, it's, it's easy. I mean, it's December, so if I stay in December and I'm a – option quarterback and they come they they bring in a pro style guy uh-huh. he's gonna work with me and try to make me a pro style quarterback yeah and i'm gonna sit there and struggle at what i do when i can go somewhere else and run the offense that i ran mm-hmm. or you know just i don't know okay well look at this not well, much well and i'm i i said december i was wrong about that the july one is true for spring sports but this that i'm looking at now says the deadline for fall and winter sports is May the 1st. May the 1st. Okay, so does that ch- – I'm just trying – I'm thinking out loud here, Clay. Does that change it? You got until – so if you're a football transfer, you know, you're – And you got until May the 1st to sign. Well, no. Uh, the, I think in, the way in I, I see – book, it shouldn't – go ahead. The, the way I see deadline is that's your deadline – to get in the transfer portal if you're going to go. you got to be in there by May the 1st if you're planning on going somewhere else. And, and, that's, and that's perfectly fine because you've been through all that. You've been through the spring, and you know that in most cases it ain't going to work Yeah, where you're at. Right. That's fine. But for, for John Rice Plumley, he did he transfer for baseball or football? I mean, I, I know yeah. the answer to it, but why should he be punished in one sport if he transferred because – he want a chance to play quarterback in the other. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And, you know, too, when you break this down, kind of what you were talking about, May the 1st is – it's kind of right in between last season and the next one. It's in the middle, right? May, June, July, and you start practicing in August three months. From May, you count backward. April, March, February. Well, just prior to February, you still had some – bowl games going on. You see what I'm saying with some teams playing? Yeah. So if you just look at the calendar and divide it by months, they can say it's for winter sports all they want to, but you know good and well they went, okay, from one football season to the next, what's right in the middle, the smack middle of that? And they, It's May the 1st. <laughs> it's May the 1st. And that's kind of what they went with. However, spring sports deadline, which baseball, softball, is July the first, and that's what we're. I think that's one thing. Again, baseball coaches going, man. How many more ways can you give us the short end of the stick and kind of screw us over? Because your your baseball well, season let me, let me is going this. all the way up until the season ended last year football. on June the thirtieth, and July first. So, yeah. Softball goes to two weeks. I mean, just 14, 10 days shorter than baseball. But I'm. But but okay. Devil's advocate on that. When does classes start? Uh August. yeah. You for for what? Yeah, I mean, 
for, 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 for spring semesters for school. So those people have to, if they're transferring for baseball or whatever, they want to be at the school for fall sports or right. whatever, you know, fall right. season. They've right. got to go ahead and transfer. They've got to get out. And, and they got to be enrolled by August. Golly, that's right. they got a month. they got a month to decide. So do you give them July the 10th for all fairness in the world? I mean, most kids have already said they're transferring and said, hey, I'm out. Right. Right. My whole thing, my whole, my whole argument on that point is, I mean, I feel like a kid like John Rice Plumley who legitimately competes in both sports. But I, and I don't care if it's basketball and football or basketball and track or football and baseball. Right. If they if they choose to transfer and the NCAA allows them to transfer, they should be able to play both sports. Because he transferred. He was there in January. He could have yeah. entered practice and got to going. I'm like you. I, I will be honest. I agree with that. I can't disagree with you, Clay, because you know he's going from he's go. I understand you've put deadlines on it, but we're basically saying that for him to have been at, basically the way they have finagled these deadlines, and, and I'm trying to basically find a clearer way to say what you've already said. The only way John Rice Plumley would have been able. Okay, to be eligible for UCF baseball spring of 22 would have been what to have declared he would, in, uh, he, he would have to miss he would have had to have missed football last season at Ole Miss. And um, we all know why he he, went, he didn't go to UCF for baseball. He went to play quarterback. But that's but the let real me, reason he went. That's what I think. But I'm wondering too. See, it's terrible for you, Clay, to have to talk to somebody like me who's not educated enough on this. I know just enough to be dangerous. Well, I'm not educated either. I'm just, I'm just sitting here driving down the road thinking yeah. outside the box. Well, think about this. Happen. Well, think about this then. This is one thing that just popped up in my head. Are we saying that John, are we saying that John Rice Plumley could have, could have declared by July the 1st of last year that he was transferring in baseball Yet he hasn't declared yet that he's transferring in football. Therefore, he could have stuck it out and gotten to play football in the fall. Had already but would he have gotten a chance to play football? And to that's what I'm mind? wondering. Well, but what I'm wondering is, two sport athlete, can he put his name in the portal on June the 30th, meeting the baseball deadline? I'm in the portal. But not transfer anywhere until football season is over, so that he's gotten to experience that, and he didn't miss that's a baseball deadline. That, that hey, sounds legal to me. Yeah, because I mean, see, if he had done that, when he declares, according to these things, if he had done that, Clay, then he would have been in the portal for baseball by the deadline. He would have stuck out the fall semester, gone to school, played for the Ole Miss football team transfer to UCF, and in the meantime, play baseball right now in February of 2022 because he met the baseball deadline and go ahead now and put his name in the football transfer portal because <laughs> it's May the 1st. But, but That's right, but let me ask you this. Does he have to declare if he enrolls at Ole Miss in August, would, would that have done away with his I – mean, I'm just asking. Would right. that have done away with his – his transfer. being in the portal. He's transferring for baseball, as you said. He's, right. He's still in the portal. Right. It's it's a. Yeah. And I, I mean, think what I've done is I've circled all the way back around now to what you brought up initially, just saying, look, 
if a guy meets either one of these deadlines, turn him loose. You know, it's like, what's the point in hanging on? What's the point in telling? We got open transfer and we got a portal so that people can be immediately eligible. And he met it in football, goes ahead and enrolls at school so he can go through spring practice in football. But you're telling him since he's there, the timing doesn't meet up so he can play baseball too? It, that is asinine. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. The problem is we have too many people in suits that don't sit down and rationally think things out. They only think in, yeah. in terms of one sport. That's and, right. you know, how many guys did State last year sign that, in football that played two sports? I know, I know at least two uh-huh. had that are going to try to play baseball and football. I mean, there's more than – they're all over the country. Hey, man, oh, did you see Ole Miss football. had a defensive lineman hit a home run for him Sunday? Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did he play first base? I saw him. I saw the article about him before it started. He did. Anyway. That dude is massive. He rounded third base, and he made that third base coach look tiny. (laughs) Hey, he patted him on the head as he went by. (laughs) You're about right. That's about right. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. There's always a way to work it out. Yeah. We just keep talking. We'll figure it out. Thanks, Clay. Appreciate you. All right. Hour two, and I want you all to think ahead of time. What's up with this declining attendance in stadiums in college football? Why are they drastic, but why is it going to get more so? Why do you stay at home? I need some help. Y'all stick around. Hour two coming up.